Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Thank you for stopping by. I'm going to talk to you today about your air conditioning system. Sounds like a rather mundane conversation, but I can tell you all the problems that I've had to deal with in the last year alone, in addition to problems I've had in the past. So I want to go through and give you some of my own personal experience dealing with air conditioning systems on multiple properties that I own, in addition to properties that my property management company manages. So we have a lot of experience with air conditioning systems because we have many properties involved and all during the year we have issues that come up that we have to deal with. Sometimes they're emergencies, sometimes they're not, but it seems as if air conditioning is a key component of issues related to renting properties either on a short-term basis or a long-term basis. The Mississippi Gulf Coast is a warm place during the summertime. In fact, it gets pretty hot for a short period of time where we might get temperatures into the 90s. We also get a lot of humidity. Something that I could never really get my head wrapped around was the fact that we have guests that come down from other places around the country. They'll go and spend the entire day at the beach and get roasted there. Then they'll come back and they want to have 60 degree temperatures in the property, which of course doesn't happen. As a matter of fact, they don't want just 60 degree temperatures. They want to have no humidity in there either. That's a difficult thing to manage for any property. Even the big casinos have issues with that due to the high humidity that we have in the summertime. Let me explain a little bit about how air conditioning systems work and I'll get into some of the details and some explanation of some problems that we've had. But air conditioning basically is the removal of moisture from the air. As moisture is removed from the air, you begin to feel cooler. Of course, the fan blowing on you also makes you cool, not unlike just simply turning on a ceiling fan. If the air conditioning system is not working properly, it won't be able to remove the amount of water that's necessary for the guests to feel cool. That's the big picture of air conditioning systems and I am not an engineer, I'm just telling you what I've learned from people who are experts doing this without getting into all of the details. So basically the way most air conditioning systems work, not all but most in a home, particularly the electric generated air conditioning systems, is that there is a set of coils that's shaped as a V. So the air comes in from the house, it's blown in through the coils through this V, and the air is forced through the coils, and the coils are cold. The refrigerant makes the coils cold, therefore the air that comes out is cold, and that gets pumped back into the house. Well, there are two problems here that have to be addressed. One is the air conditioning filters, which many people don't change anywhere near as often as they should. And the other thing is the coil itself. If you allow the air conditioning filter to get clogged, it reduces the airflow, 
what will happen is your air conditioning system will run longer to try to get to the temperature that you want. It may not even get there as a result of the restriction of air flowing through the coil. What happens is the air conditioning system runs and you're going to have to pay that electric bill, but you're not getting the benefit from it. So you need to replace that filter on a regular basis, and they're not that expensive. As a matter of fact, we don't recommend, I don't recommend, and a lot of experts don't recommend going and buying those really expensive, real thick filters, because the more dense the filter, the harder it is for the system to be able to pull the air through that. The best thing to get, and you can go out and check with other people, see if there's another opinion out there, is an inexpensive filter you can buy from an air conditioning supply store, for example. We get ours from a store over on Highway 49, and we buy them in boxes because we use a lot of them. And actually, even in your own home, you can buy them in bulk because you should be using a lot. We recommend that you change them, particularly when you're running the air conditioner, at least once a month. If you don't, and you go in and take a look, you might find that it's completely covered with lint. The same, almost looks like the same kind of lint that comes out of your dryer, which is the same concept, actually. It's pulling all of that material out of the air, and it's pretty gross to think you might even be breathing all those things, which we actually are, but apparently our bodies can handle that. Air conditioning systems are a little more tricky, and they don't handle it as well. Be sure to get the right size filter. You don't want air going around the filter. It has to be a good tight fit. Sometimes they aren't made exactly the same as the opening on your air conditioning system. And you have to kind of push and shove to get them in there. Another thing you should do is clean the vent too because that big intake vent on that great big, usually it's a square rectangle uh, that covers the opening where you put in the filter will get filled up with uh, all kinds of furry stuff that it picks up in the air as well. So clean all of that off because eventually if you don't, some of that will just get sucked right into the filter itself. So let me tell you what happens when the air is allowed to bypass the filter because you might look at it and say, oh, that filter is just thick. I better take this out and I'll just run the air conditioning system without it for a while. Believe it or not, people actually do this because they don't understand what they're doing. Another thing is that if the filter has a hole in it or there's damage or it's not completely sealed around, the air will bypass and it will find its way somehow, even sometimes through the filter, to those coils. As I said, they're a V-shaped with the biggest opening where the air first comes in and it goes down to a real narrow end on it. When those coils start to get filled with dirt and things. Imagine them as a radiator on a car and you went through mud and there's all kinds of mud in filling in those holes. The air can't get through and your car might overheat. The same situation occurs with an air conditioning system. You have to keep those fins clear so that the air can pass through. When some of this contaminated air gets through, it starts to build up on the inside of the coil and could be a situation where the air simply isn't even getting through the coils, in which case the air will go through a slot at the end that's completely opened. I think, frankly, that slot is there as an emergency because that air has to go someplace. And then it just 
bypasses those coils completely. It doesn't even go through them. But it gets a little coolness from the edges of the coils, so the air is a little cool in there, but you can never really get that temperature down, and you don't understand why. Well, I was just working with our air conditioning specialist who does the work for us at all of our properties, and he went to a property that we purchased last year that was rented and the people that were in there f were for about eight to ten years and they were very heavy smokers not just cigarettes but cigars too in fact the entire house was a little bit sticky from the tar and everything from it but the coils had not been cleaned at that point they were scheduled but they just for some reason hadn't been done well, were recently they took out that whole unit outside to take a look at it and it was completely clogged we couldn't get the temperature down below 78 when it was about 90 outside now we should have been able to get that there but we could not and it's because it was completely clogged not just they were all flat for example there were big giant clumps of stuff I can't even describe on the insides of the coil it was pretty disgusting looking if you looked at it so the air conditioning tech had to clean everything out. He had to use a solvent to clean out all the fins and blow them all out clean so that the air could actually get through. That was a terrible situation, and we now know why we couldn't get the temperature down. Well, we had guests in our vacation rental who were complaining that they couldn't get the temperature down to, like, say, 72 or 70. Now, it would fall at night because the outside temperature was lower as well, and we thought maybe there was nothing wrong with it. But ultimately, if we hadn't done anything about it, there would have it would have caked on more and more and more, and it would have ended up filling the slot at the very end, and the air wouldn't have been able to go anywhere, and the system would have overheated. The fan would have overheated. Now the system is working very well, and we can get that temperature down to the high 60s if necessary, although we try to convince people not to do that because it's an absolute waste of energy but nevertheless it will actually get down there so my point about your air conditioning system is it's like anything else it's like your car it has to be maintained otherwise what will happen is what happens to everyone out there is right in the middle of the summertime or right in the middle of the winter time the time you need it the most you're going to be calling your air conditioning technician and if they have to charge you to come out after hours or on the weekends, you're going to pay some pretty big dollars to get it fixed. So my suggestion is that you set up a contract with an air conditioning repair technician and have that person come out as often as necessary to do preventative maintenance. And that's usually, I think, once a year from what I understand. And then make sure that the coils are cleaned and you have to do your job too. You have to change that air conditioning filter frequently. Do, don't change it when it's all clogged up. Change it before it gets clogged up. You don't want to reduce the efficiency of your air conditioning system because it'll cost you more money. You're going to pay to run that system, and you're not going to get the benefit from it. So instead of that system running for perhaps six hours a day, cycling on and off, it might be running for eight or nine or ten hours a day. I can tell you from an absolute position of knowledge that an air conditioning bill 
that should have been about $180 was hitting $300, and it was because of the inefficiency on this one unit. But this isn't the only one. We've had some others, too, that were very inefficient before we put them on a preventative maintenance program. Now our utility bills are lower as a result. We still pay the annual maintenance cost. But the other thing that happens with air conditioning systems is a small device that is actually a plug-in for the outside unit that will go out when you get a large lightning strike, for example, or some huge change in the power that comes into the unit. That can blow. It's like an old tube, for those of you that may remember tubes. It's a metal cartridge, and that just goes right in there and replaces the old one. Those are similar to batteries in that they can start to weaken over time and will eventually fail and that's when you will have the emergency call out probably in the middle of the night. When the technician is doing the preventative maintenance it's a good thing for that person to check to see the quality of that piece and make sure that it's operating at its full output if it's not, and they can tell this, then they can replace it there before it fails completely. That seems to be the biggest problem with air conditioning systems is that most of us wait until it fails before we call somebody. And that is expensive, and it's needless expense to pay. Because if you're on a preventative maintenance program with an air conditioning company, it's far less expensive to let them come out on their schedule when they've got time to do multiple homes in a day, for example, then to come out on a weekend when they're paying their employees time and a half or even more than that. Let's talk about the big bills that you might encounter. One time, my wife came into town when we weren't living where we're living right now, but we were just visiting, and the air conditioner wasn't working. She called an air conditioning company to come out, and they fixed it, and the bill was $1,200. Now, that might sound like a lot to you, or it might sound like a small amount, but to me, it was a very high amount, given that the house was only two years old, and that the entire air conditioning system was still under warranty. The problem I had is I wasn't here, and I wasn't able to deal with the air conditioning company. What they should have done was warranty all the parts. These air conditioning systems have long warranties on them, sometimes 10 or longer years, and it means that the parts are going to be warranted. The air conditioning company will not warrant the labor, but they will warrant the parts. And the idea is that they will take the old part out and put a new part in, and then they can give you credit for that part because they can get that credit back from the air conditioning company. So they should not be charging you for that. It's one of the courtesies that they should be doing for coming out and charging you for all of the other work, and that is to take it upon themselves to get reimbursed for that part from the manufacturer. I've been told it's not a difficult thing, and for the legitimate companies that do business with parts suppliers, it's not a problem for them to swap out those parts and put it back in their inventory. That will help you out with the cost. Here's another issue that you probably aren't all that interested in, but it has a big impact on the quality of the air conditioning system that's in your home. 
If you purchased a home from someone else that already had an air conditioner in there, the house is five years old, 10 years, 20, 30 years old, you probably don't know because you weren't told by the seller how old the air conditioning system is. Frankly, that's one of the questions that you should ask when you go to buy a home is when was the last time the air conditioning system was serviced, who did it, and how old is it? Because what I've found in a number of cases where properties have been purchased and the air conditioning system, there's usually two parts on electric system. There's the outside unit that has the fan that makes all the noise, and then there's a unit in the house. It's usually in a cabinet or it's up in the ceiling. What happens is those two work together. The uh, gas is sent outside where it's uh, exchanged and then it's sent back inside too. So both parts have to work. Both of these units are supposed to be matched together. In other words, there's a rating on your air conditioning system for so many tons of air moving through your house. A typical house might have a two ton or a three ton or possibly a four ton unit. That doesn't mean a lot to you. My point is that whatever that unit is inside the house, the outside unit should match the inside unit. And more often than not, people are told, oh, we can replace this outside unit or the inside unit, and they will replace it, and they will be a mismatch. You might have a two-ton unit inside and a two-and-a-half-ton unit outside, but more often, the inside unit will be two-ton, the outside will be a ton-and-a-half. It won't be sufficient. You'll be spending all this money for electricity and only getting partial payback for that because the two units are not equally matched. So I know that it's difficult to think about this when you're going to buy one, and it's a technical issue, and most of you probably don't even think much about it, and after you listen to this, you'll forget about it. But those of you that might remember, if you have a problem with your air conditioning system and you have to replace one or both of those units, they should match each other. And that's the question to ask is, hey, hey, what size is my unit? And you can actually usually see it on the label, but to let them tell you what it is. If they say, well, you have a three-ton unit inside. Okay, well, then I want that to match what you're putting outside too. And a reputable company will do that. But I have seen it more often than I care to even count to tell you that for some reason in the past, when someone did that replacement, they were doing it to save money and they didn't do it right. And in fact, they didn't save money because their power bill is going to be higher from the day that they put in the mismatched system. Now, all of this information that I passed on to you is based on my own personal experience with air conditioning systems and with the problems that we have faced with tenants and clients who have called us. And more often than not, these calls come in not during the daytime when we can get someone out to fix it at a reasonable charge, but they will come out when it's difficult to even find anyone. And then, of course, it'll pay a lot. You'll pay a lot more for that. Well, in closing, I want to encourage you to visit our website, which is gulfcoastalrealtors.com, where we have a lot of blog articles. Also visit loganandersonllc.com. That's our primary one with our search engine in it for homes. Between those two, we have lots and lots of articles that you might be interested in, all about housing, about the Mississippi Gulf Coast, for example. 
If you want a reference for someone to work on your air conditioning system, just drop us a line, send us a text, send us a, a note through our websites, or just give us a call. And we'll be glad to give you some names of people that do work for us that we think are reputable. And you can go from there with your preventative maintenance program, which we, again, encourage you to set up now. This is a good time of the year to set it up in August because we're finishing up the summer season. Most air conditioning systems that have broken down probably have it's already happened. So the air conditioning technicians will be finding a little more time on their hands. And the PM programs are better off being done in the spring and in the fall anyway when there isn't a lot of use of the system to either cool or heat. So thank you again for listening to our podcast. Please come back to others. We hope to pass along a lot of good information to you in our podcast. And then again, visit our websites and read our blog articles about this topic and other topics. Thank you again.